What is up, Scrub Squad, and welcome back to another episode of Pre-Med Problems. As always, I am your host, Alexa, and today we are talking about all things MCAT-related. The MCAT is the hardest and most comprehensive test you will take pretty much any time during your pre-med years until you get to medical school. MCAT stands for Medical College Admissions Test, and it is one hell of a test, let me tell you. Yes, you are required to take it. Pretty much every medical school requires that you take it in order for your application to be complete and reviewed. There may be a couple schools that don't require it, but I believe they're located in the Caribbean. So pretty much if you want to apply to any American or Canadian medical school, chances are you got to take the MCAT. And lucky for you, we're here to give you all the information you're going to need to succeed on the exam. So first things first, let's talk about the actual exam and what is on it. So the actual exam consists of four sections. Each section is scored from 118 to 132, which means your overall score on the test can range from 472 to 528, and usually the mean is around 500. The entire test contains 230 questions and including breaks takes a little bit over seven hours to complete. The first section is titled Chemical and Physical Foundations of Biological Systems. The second section is Critical Analysis and Reasoning Skills. The third section is Biological and Biochemical Foundations of Living Systems. And the third section, fourth section, sorry, is Psychological, Social, and Biological Foundations of Behavior. Listen, I know that was a mouthful, so now I'm going to go back and break down each section. I'm going to make it super simple and give you every single bit of information you need to know. Okay, so section number one is chemical and physical foundations of biological systems. So this section is going to be your chemistry section. It's going to include chem, orgo, and physics, and some other basic math problems. So for this section, you get 95 minutes to complete it. Most of the questions are paired along with passages, and then there's some freestanding questions. There's a total of 59 questions in the entire section. Um, Like I said, most of them being paired along with a passage. With most of the questions being paired to a passage, there's not many that are regurgitation. Many of them you have to read the passage, kind of pick it apart, understand what's going on, and you have to use your knowledge to apply it to what they're asking you to answer based on the information from the passage. Usually you can pinpoint an exact point in the passage that they're asking you about and you can use that to kind of help you find and finalize your answer. For this section, knowing basic stoichiometry is absolutely essential. Definitely know your conversion factors, um, you know, moles to molecules, all that kind of stuff. Make yourself very familiar with the periodic table because if you know where things are kind of placed, it's definitely going to help you on the test day if you need to find certain atoms or at that point you might even just begin to get so familiar through practice with certain molecules and atoms, atomic weights and atomic number that you're just going to be so familiar with it, it's going to just roll off the top of your head. I would also suggest making yourself very familiar with the periodic table trends, um, such as ionization, acidity, electron affinity, effective nuclear charge, all of those trends that you can visualize on the periodic table. Definitely make yourself familiar with those. Also make sure you know the different types of radioactive decay, such as alpha decay, beta, 
and gamma, know the differences, know how it changes the protons, the number of protons, and therefore changing the atomic number. Definitely know that. And then for physics, just do as many practice problems as you can so you get really familiar with a lot of the equations and a lot of the concepts. A lot of the time, if you can just understand the concept, you're going to be able to figure out the problem. Orgo was never my strong suit, so I cannot really give you a lot of effective study methods for that besides just do your best to understand some of the reactions, such as aldol reactions, um, the Grignard reagent, I can never say that right, sorry, understand reducing agents and how it changes the molecule. Something that can be beneficial or hurt you is that not every single test is the same. So some MCATs, the chemistry section is more physics heavy and contains less orgo. There's other tests where it's more orgo heavy. Um, there's some where it's predominantly just your foundational chem, but you definitely want to be prepared for whatever it's going to throw at you. So even if orgo and physics are not your best topics, just make sure you understand the big and the key foundational topics of them. Okay, next up is section two. This is CARS. It's critical analysis and reasoning section. This tends to be most people's least favorite section. This section is you get about 90 minutes and it contains 53 questions all paired to passages. So the car section contains nine passages. Um, usually they'll have anywhere from five to seven questions per passage. And in this section, pretty much all you're doing is reading the passage and answering reading comp questions, which sounds so simple, but there is such a strategy to answering these questions. Cars is a very hard section to master. Before you even start doing practice questions for cars, I highly, highly suggest finding some kind of resource. I personally used Princeton Review my first time around. Um, find a resource that you can learn about how cars structures their questions. Basically, you want to learn how to break down a cars question and you want to learn the different kinds of questions there are. Um, there's straight recall, there's reference to text, there's there's just so many different types of questions within cars. You might be a little confused with me just kind of rambling about it, but trust me, look it up. Look for exactly what they're asking for and how to answer it. You want to learn that before you even start doing cars practice. So that way, when you go and you're reading through the questions in your passages, you're able to identify what kind of question it is, and that is going to help you identify your answer in the end oh also i forgot to mention once you finish your chem section you get a 10 minute break between chem and cars then you resume you go back to cars once you finish cars you have officially reached your halfway point you get 30 minutes for lunch um, and then you come back go to section number three which is your biological and biochemical foundations of living systems this section is your biology section. So it contains, you know, normal biology, microbio, biochem, a little bit of immunology. Basically, anything biology related will be in this section. Genetics as well. Um, yeah, anything bio related, this is where you're going to find it. Also, bio is sprinkled a tiny bit in chemistry and the following psych section as well. So I would definitely say that having a solid grasp on your biology information is absolutely essential for this test. 
especially, especially amino acids. Knowing the amino acids and their one-letter abbreviations is so important. You also want to make sure you know their charges, um, their resting charges, if it's positive, negative, how it changes when it's put, when it's more acidic or basic. Just you want to know all things amino acids. It's very, very important. This section is also 95 minutes and also contains 59 questions. Majority of them are passage related. This section also contains 10 passages and some freestanding questions just like chemistry. In my personal opinion, really having a good foundation in biochem is really important to succeed in this section. A lot of the times they will reference certain enzymes from glycolysis or metabolism. Like I said, amino acids are super important. Um, this is more biology, but mitosis and meiosis, that's important as well. You really just want to make sure you have a really good foundation in this section, basically all your biology knowledge. And last but not least, we have psychological, social, and biological foundations of behavior. So this is going to be your psychology and sociology section. This, again, is 95 minutes, contains 59 questions, and majority of the questions are paired with passages. This is another section with 10 passages and some freestanding questions. Knowing social and cultural factors is really important for this section, as well as knowing Freud's psychosocial factors, Kohlberg's moral stages of development. You want to make sure you know Piaget's stuff. I would say this is the most memorization section of the four. This section still requires you to apply your information, but but this one also allows you to be the most successful if you just memorize all of the stuff. Somebody actually made a document. I believe you can find it on one of the MCAT Reddit forums. I believe there's a 300-page version and an 80-page version. I used the 80-page version to study. Um, somebody actually made a, an 80-page study guide including all of the stuff that you need to know for the psychology sociology section and it's actually pretty in-depth and pretty helpful. So that's everything about the actual test itself. Now I want to go into kind of just some pointers and advice about good resources to use and how you want to schedule your MCAT preparation and studying. So first thing I want to talk about how long should you study for? This really depends on how far you are into your college education. If you've taken majority of the classes that the MCAT is testing you on, then I'd say you're in pretty good shape and maybe don't have to prep as long as somebody who didn't complete all their classes. But at the end of the day, it really matters how well you understood and grasped the material. Because like I said, the MCAT is not just a regurgitation test. Just because you got an A in biology at college, it does not mean you're going to understand how to answer the questions for this exam. So what I would suggest to start off with is to take a diagnostic exam, see what you get, and then kind of base your study schedule from there. I would suggest anywhere from three to five months of studying because you definitely do not want to run out of time. This is definitely not an exam you want to be crunching everything in for. And you want to give yourself enough time that you're able to schedule in breaks to avoid you burning yourself out. Because this exam is so mentally taxing to prepare for, it really does break you down. So having breaks and allowing yourself to have a little bit of balance is really important. 
So like I said, it's completely dependent on how you did on your diagnostic and in your classes throughout college. But I would suggest about at least a month of content review, just sole content review. Again, that's going to differ from person to person. Some people need more than a month. Others might need less. It really depends on your foundation of all that information. While doing content review, I highly suggest doing practice questions along the way. This is going to help you get used to applying the information and not just knowing it and regurgitating it. There are so many resources to help you with your content review. There's a lot of MCAT prep companies such as Princeton Review, Kaplan, Blueprint, Next Step. They all sell their own books. Some of them have complete online courses that you can take. Um, Some of them have live classes. Others have self-paced classes. But I suggest just getting books and doing it in your own pace. Again, it depends what kind of learner you are. Um, That's really going to... However you thrive learning is what you should do. You need to find what works for you. Just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know yourself. You know how you learn. Learn how you know how to learn. That is so important because if you cannot get yourself to understand it, you're doomed. So at the end of the day, do what's going to work for you. This is just stuff that I suggest. So I said about a month, if not a little bit more, a little bit less of content review, depending on how much you know. I personally recommend using books. I used Princeton and I also had some Kaplan books. Um, Once you make it all the way through those, I highly, highly, highly suggest buying UWorld. It's a question bank. They have fantastic explanations. They taught me so much. Honestly, you could even use those as your content review if you have a pretty strong grasp of a lot of the information. Um, UWorld is fantastic. Highly suggest buying it. It will teach you and fill in majority of your missing gaps if you have any. And it's a great way to get used to the MCAT style questions and reading passages and you're able to select certain subjects within subjects to learn. Like for example, in biology, you can, or within biochemistry, you can select glycolysis, I'm pretty sure, or you can even like just do metabolism, then you can like just do proteins. Um, They really let you zone in on specific topics. Or you can do the broader version and it'll throw in a bunch of topics into one question bank for you. It's fantastic. Buy it. Again, none of this is sponsored, so I don't get anything for talking about any of these companies. This is literally my own personal opinion. I also really liked Blueprint's um, materials. They sell bundles of their practice exams and you're able to complete them section by section. So I think I bought the 10 exam bundle. Honestly, you could buy less than that. And I would do, because it times it times you, so you can select for more time, normal test time. Um, I would do two sections a day and I would review them. And I found this so helpful because it gets you used to the timing. It gets you used to the type of questions and you're doing content review along the way. So I personally really liked it. Everyone has different opinions about all of the different brands and their, um, like such as Princeton Review, Kaplan, Next Step, and Blueprint. Everyone has really different opinions on how similar their material is to the actual AMC material. But 
I think it's a really great way to get yourself used to timing and just answering questions and it's good content review along the way. I would use it earlier on. So like I said, I would do a month, month and a half of content review. Maybe if you wanted to sprinkle these in there every now and then, but I would spend, I don't know, maybe like two, three weeks to the following month to a whole month um, doing just solely questions and reviews. I personally used Blueprint for this. Then finally, in your last phase of your studying, you basically want to commit yourself to just doing all of the AMC material. The AMC provides this huge bundle pack. It provides you with a bunch of different section banks for the different sections, such as chemistry, biology, um, even physics they have one for, psych, soch. They offer tons of questions for you to do. And you definitely want to do all of these because it's material directly from the AMC, which is the company or the people that are creating the MCAT. Um, So you really want to get practice with this kind of stuff because it's going to mirror your exam the most. They also include four practice exams as well as a fifth sample exam. That one just doesn't give you a score out of 528. I don't know why. It just doesn't. It doesn't give you a scaled score, but it's definitely still great to do. So quick recap, three to five months of studying. You want to start with a diagnostic, then go into content review for about a month to two. Um, After that, you want to strictly do, you know, maybe UWorld or just some kind of question review, really get used to doing questions and timing. In your second phase of review, maybe start doing one practice exam a week and reviewing it, or maybe one every two weeks. Reviewing your practice exams and understanding why you got the questions wrong is so important because if you're able to identify why you got it wrong and not just what you got wrong, that means that you really understand it and it's going to help you avoid getting it wrong on test day by making the same mistake twice. And then finally, phase three, all AMC material. Make sure you do all of the practice exams they offer. Try to get through all of the material they offer. It is by far your best resource. Another resource people really, really like and is really popular is Anki. It is a spaced repetition um review thing it's kind of like quizlet but better you can download it off the internet and then you download you can either create your own decks or you can download other people's pre-made decks miles down has a really good deck um i personally used that one as i know a lot of other people do as well the download link to his anki deck can be found in the mcat reddit i believe You can find a lot of things in that Reddit. Reddits are great for finding information, but they also can be really, really bad for your mental health. So just be careful. When you take the MCAT is completely dependent on when you plan on applying to medical school. If you don't want to take a gap year, then you obviously need to take the MCAT earlier than somebody who does. Um, I will make a whole other episode on application timing and I'll include when to take the MCAT in that. If at this point you're feeling extremely overwhelmed because of the amount of information that you realize is going to be on this test, listen, that is completely normal. When I first started studying for this exam, every time I sat down to study, I would just get this crazy feeling of being overwhelmed because I was like, there's so much stuff on this. How am I supposed to learn it all? Just go section by section, 
topic by topic, day by day, and you will get there, you will get through all of it, you will learn it all, and you will ace your exam. I promise. You just have to be patient and believe in the process. It is a very long process, and it can become a little isolating. There's so much information that is on the test that, you know, you do spend a large chunk of time dedicated to learning it and to passing it because it's such a big part of your application. Um, so I do have to say that finding balance is so important. Definitely get your exercise. Know when to stop studying for the night. If you were seriously just so incredibly burnt out and tired, do not force yourself. Because at that point, you're not even being productive and you're just torturing yourself. Don't force yourself to study when you're not being productive. Because honestly, in my opinion, it does more harm than good, especially when you're studying for eight-hour days some days. Schedule breaks. Make sure you're giving yourself breaks. Breaks are so important for your brain, for your health, mental health, the ability to keep studying. Like Breaks are important. They keep you from getting burnt out which is so important because studying for this test is an absolute marathon, not a sprint. So just as a little recap, I'm going to give you guys my top MCAT tips. Tip number one, pick a study schedule and a learning module that works for you. There's so many different types of studying out there. There's tons of videos on YouTube. You can buy prep courses from MCAT prep companies such as Princeton Review, Kaplan, Blueprint, um, there's, you can just simply buy the books and study by yourself, know how you study, learn what works for you and do that. Also, when you pick a study schedule, stick to it. Do not let yourself fall behind because this test has so much information. It's overwhelming enough. You don't want to feel overwhelmed because you fell back on your schedule. Tip number two, schedule breaks. I just talked about this, but it's so important to schedule breaks Give your brain that mental reset, give it to your body, make sure you exercise, find that balance because you're really going to get burnt out if you don't and you're going to be miserable. Tip number three, your most important resources, in my opinion, that you could use are going to be your AMC materials, specifically those four practice exams, and UWorld. Definitely, if you're going to buy anything, make sure it's those two things. And then tip number four do practice questions and all the practice tests. The more practice questions you do, the better you're going to do on test day because you're going to be used to how they're being asked, what they're asking for, um, because this test is not just regurgitation. You really got to understand not just the material, but the test and how it asks you for specific things. That is going to be it for our MCAT episode today. If you liked it, please make sure to give it a thumbs up. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at premedproblems with an underscore. I'll probably make another episode eventually talking about the MCAT, but if you have any questions that were not answered, definitely DM us on Instagram or comment on one of our pictures and ask a question. I am here to help you guys, so whatever you need, never hesitate to reach out and ask. As always, we always end the podcast with a quote. Today's quote is going to be, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. I thought that was really fitting. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful. Make sure you subscribe, follow us on Insta to make sure that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. This is your host, Scrubbing Out. Peace.